A boy helps a visitor from another world try to return home. A man searches for his son in coup-torn Chile. A struggling actor adopts a new identity. A bedraggled lawyer takes the church to trial for medical malpractice. And a man preaches and practices nonviolence all the way to Indian independence. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1982. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Have you Hey Meg. Hey. It took me a second for you. I hope you re- when you re-record it cuz yeah, really up. screwed up the intro. I hope it's you- because I wrote it driving in the car on That's the way bad. over, so my handwriting's even worse than and usual. And it's rainy in LA. Yeah. I liked how you said coup torn. And I, it took me a uh-huh. minute to understand like what you were saying and then I got it like and coup, you were like, like oh. coup. Yeah. It took you another minute to figure out what coup was. Uh no. <laughs> And if you're if if the angle that we're going with here is Megan is dumb, you're backing up the wrong tree. Okay, Exeter, slow down. You're backing up the wrong tree. Oh, God, our guest. He's already here, so we might as well just uh, introduce him, and we'll jump into life and then movies. Alex Quijano's here. Hi guys, how you doing? Hey, good man. How are you? I'm great, thank you. We were talking um, when we came in. You guys were talking about the big one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's coming. Up. I read an article today that basically is like, you are gonna, you probably are gonna die or be trapped yeah. below a house. So here's what you do in the in either of those scenarios. I need Turns to get, out you gotta have water stashed. Yeah, I need to get water. Some fifty gallons. Foods. They say you need fifty gallons. Yeah, I don't. I that's not gonna, especially because I I I like think I don't like clutter in my house. I don't know where I would put that. The thing Your is, garage. But then I, that's going to be no help when the big one happens and my house falls in and then I'm trapped with it. They say put, they put water underneath your, if you're at work, I think you put should, it underneath your desk. I think you should just strap it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that well, way you know like, you'll Megan, be able to get to it. <laughs> Megan, what you can do instead of maybe 50 gallons of water is you go to REI and you buy a water pump. Uh, you know what? Like I'm going to stop you right pump. there. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm never going to go to REI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just will, like not in the cards. Yeah, I know. Once it requires any type of physical exertion, your no, body just, will explode. I, I, I that can't far away. There's one in Burbank. There's one on the west side. That's not close imagine, to Megan. I truly can't imagine a place I'd rather, I'd less rather spend the afternoon. Here's the good news then. Than REI. Yeah, you'd not stick really out like outdoor, a sore, sore thumb. thumb. Yeah. Craig, good news. <laughs> When we do have the big one, we know Megan's dead. We don't have to don't worry about her. To be honest, don't come looking for me either. I'm also dead more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> so, come or look. main to the point where life probably will not be worth. Here's the thing, please, from Megan and I, we're preaching. Please come look for our pets because mm. they deserve to live on without us. I'm very concerned about yeah. uh, anything falling on my dog, but I will. I'll I will come okay. and get your dog because watching your dog. Suck, suckle 
on the, the piggy stuffed animal might yeah. be one of the cutest things I've ever seen. I know, everybody loves that. We should point out, part of the reason I think, I, for me at least, this resonates is right now the, the whole country, we're recording this on Thursday, is having this terrible weather, like this life-threatening weather, and we had a regular rainstorm today, and LA absolutely just shuts Ooh, down when there's like more than a quarter inch of rain. I can't go anywhere, it's 58. Oh my gosh, there's dirt. In the water runoff. Yeah. To be fair, is that a mudslide? It did seem very cold to me. Too. And we had a lot of thunder, very loud, loud thunder, thunder, which is Claps. as a 20-year LA native now, thunder is rare. Thunder does not happen a lot here. Yeah, yeah no, we get like we That's get my you know favorite weather too. We get 10 to 20 days of rain a year, but thunder maybe once a year. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I read something that was about uh, thunderstorms like released like. Uh, positive ions or whatever into the air like it's like the energy of a thunderstorm like mm-hmm. releases different from the electricity yeah 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 yeah. so it balances out like the natural imbalance or whatever in your body of positive negative ions whatever it is oh that's pretty cool and it, so that's if you're if you're over like the fear factor of thunder which thing you should probably walk outside with a metal rod then that again what are we what are you saying that makes no sense if you're gonna come for me do not come for me unless I send for you. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Craig, you want to weigh in? I don't. <laughs> I absolutely do not. This is my fault. I suggested him. Yeah. Yeah. You stuck your foot in it. Oh, God. Uh, um, my metal rod up my own fucking ass <laughs> in this case. Should we uh, jump into the movies? So that way yeah. it, uh, it's just not a, uh, at least it'll be a battle about the movies. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Hear, let's hear Alex's. Deep thoughts on all these fucking yeah. movies. Well, um, also we should say Alex is a what's the word? Old person. So like he's yeah. gonna have a different Older, nostalgia view. Because he was like you were thirty five when most of these movies came out. Yeah. Ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Give what year take. is this? Eighty two. Eighty two. I had just turned fifty. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, all right. So before we even get started with specific movies, this is a good year. Yes. Listen. I don't care what you're going to say, Megan. This is a great year. I would go so far as to say, I was looking back. There are five nominees for Best Picture in 1982, as there are with most years until recently. If any of these five nominees had been nominated in 1981, 1985, 1987, you've seen this, you've no, not 87, 88 or 89, I would have voted for them for Best Picture over anything else okay. nominated in see, those four years. See, these... These, you say these these years as if they mean anything to me. They don't, because mm-hmm. as soon as I watch these movies, yeah, I don't even gone. know, what, it's all gone. Well, me. I can tell you 85 was out of Africa, so of course you don't agree with oh, that. God, I love that. But, I mean, it was good. Um, it was the, anyway, what I'm saying is, these are good years. I'm, this is a good year. I, I, this was, I this was a good year for, if you look at the movies that even, that weren't nominated, uh-huh. this was a really good Everybody year. Everybody says yeah. that. Here's the thing. I both agree and, and disagree with you. I found uh-huh. some... I don't know. We'll talk about it. Let's get let, let's get into it because there I I'm interested into here. I'm yeah. interested. So the first movie is E.T. the extraterrestrial. We're gonna get no argument from me about <laughs> E.T. guys. You know what? It's funny. This is one of those movies I watched it with Maddie that I was like, and I'm sure we'll hear from old man Alex his opinion mm-hmm. on this. That I was like, this is one of those movies that kind of makes me want to have a kid. Only because, like, the idea of showing this to somebody for the first time. Right. Uh, Steven Spielberg's, a lot of Spielberg movies are like that. Like Jurassic sure. Park and, like, Jaws, Jaws or whatever. Yeah. 
it'd be so exciting. Bridge of Spies. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait. I love that Megan watching an alien War movie. Horse God. I, the first time someone says sees War Horse truly is I can't, I, I remember. It's a change. It's you a know, when, um, when my wife and I, before we got married, we were talking about like, you know, when we were dating, like, would you want to have kids one day? I was like, well, I want to be able to show my children the adventures of Tim Tim before I die. <laughs> so, so yes. <laughs> Is the answer. I guess, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. really it. Yeah. And, and not even, let's not even get into Schindler's List. Well, that's definitely When you sit one. them down yeah. and they're like, what, I don't know, six, the world seven is, years old? The, is world, the world is good, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me show let me you. Show let you. me show you a wonderful film called <laughs> yeah. Schindler's oh, List. Oh, God, let me ruin your life. Um, yeah, this movie is fucking great. I, 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 I mean, we can get into it more detail. Yeah. But, I, guys? I, I will say this. Uh, from what you sent me, Craig, uh-huh. you sent me the um, remastered version with the digital footage included. Sure. I actually, Does that mean like they? Is that the one that they changed they had, the guns to walkie-talkies? They changed the guns to walkie-talkies, and they added. They had a couple deleted scenes, and they also CGI'd. There were scenes where they CGI'd uh, ET. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say that the original version, without all of that garbage, was far more impactful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't, I I don't think at the time, it was, I think the 20th anniversary is when they did all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CGI wasn't in a place where it blended as well. Uh Uh-huh. And so it stuck out even more. Yeah. Uh, So I'll, I, I will only talk about the 82 version. Of it, which, he will only talk great. about that, guys. Megan and I, so if you guys were coming in hoping to hear his thoughts on the deleted scenes, the, see the problem. The yeah, problem is, yeah. so so Megan and I weren't even conceived at that point. So, <laughs> um, it's as hard. Not even for a glimmer us. in my father's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Here's I will thing. say, E.T. to me is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it holds up. Its story holds up, its plot lines holds up, the the character development holds up, the character relationships hold up. It's It really genuinely is a, a, one of those perfect movies. And we joke, but you're right, especially about, like I joke about like deleted scenes. Like It's so funny when you watch, you get excited because you're like, ooh, I'm going to see these like deleted scenes. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, like there's a reason they were deleted, guys. Yeah. Right. There's, this is not necessary. The only movie I would say the deleted scenes added a lot was uh, The Professional. Sure. And, I'm, and, and I'm they, familiar with the deleted scenes from The Professional. You are familiar? No, I'm not familiar. Oh, it's a, another half hour. Oh, wow. And the reason they cut them out was because our, I guess, our, uh, the centering board in the United States didn't allow it. So if you watch the international version, Leon, it's a half hour longer and it's really interesting. It, it changes the movie enough to make it really even more powerful. How many times did you guys cry watching E.T.? Every, all the times. I didn't cry. Really? Do you own tears? There were a couple times I was close, but I mean, I've seen E.T. before, so it's... I think uh, I think there's certain movies yeah. that make me cry every time. There's other movies that I cry the first time, and then I know enough what's coming that it doesn't get me this time. I was I, I was surprised that part where they're like where he goes, we're sick. I think we're dying. Yeah. Oh. My mother called, and I paused the thing, and I answered the phone. And was like hello, and she was like, what's wrong? What's happening? And I was like, I'm watching ET for the podcast, <laughs> and. 
I could just hear her screaming to my father in the background, oh, God, she's watching E.T. <laughs> she's I'm, crying and watching E.T. I'm going to have to call. I'm going to call you back. I can't deal with you when you're, like, emotional like this. I really am surprised that you own tears. I'm not. Well, I sold them yeah. to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he owns them now. Um, Director of such illustrious I'm, movies as the BFG. The, it, it's, it's like a... It's like a pure movie. Yeah. It, it's it's sure. genuinely just pure friendship. Yeah. Um, I also like that the cool older kids like were introduced to and they're basically playing Dungeons and Dragons. And they're and those fucking are like, smoking. And yeah. those they're are like smoking. the fucking cool kids that yes. Elliot wants to be like. It's like, I mean, I, I wish they just showed, there was like one deleted scene with like, the, like jocks in the school that were like, why do I want, want to be like these guys? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's fucking great. Yeah. I, I, but I the, like that Elliot's mom is the original MILF. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's gorgeous. Uh, actually, Megan and I texted Wallace. a Oof. little bit about this movie. Um, and do you think when Elliot says to his mom, I can't, he's in Mexico with Sally, oh. is that the meanest line in movie history? <laughs> that he says to his mother, <laughs> I can't see his, his mom. I was like, that is a <laughs> sick burn. Yeah. It is. Elliot. Little cutie Henry Thomas. Yeah. And Sick burn. Savage. And also watching, separate from that, but watching his audition tape, which is like for actors, uh, that audition tape is like, what's a, what's a really great audition? Have you ever watched Henry Thomas's yes. audition for that? Or for, or for adults. How do you torture children? <laughs> how do you torture children? Hey, how would you, how would you make a child uncomfortable? Tell him his best friend is getting taken, and they might cut him apart. It's very sad. Um, if it was me instead of Elliot, like if it was like me as a boy and this happened, the whole movie would just be like screaming, <laughs> and there would be no bike riding. Um, I never learned how to ride a bike, so it would be a very different movie <laughs> that people would not enjoy. Would you just be jogging, holding don't Elliot? Don't no, I'd be <laughs> with him out, outstretched ah! all the way, screaming at him. He, I will say he gets past the part. He gets past the. That's the great. They thing all about get past kids, the fear they, pretty quick. They get past it really yeah. quickly, and that's I great. even buy it with him and Drew Barrymore. I feel like the older brother. I'd be like, nope, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucked up. What are we doing? Even the government agents, though. Can we talk about later in the movie? Yeah. Even as fucked up as like when I was a all kid, that is the fact that they're like, yeah, you can come in and see Daddy yeah. T. We're not gonna just remove all this stuff from your household immediately as well as you guys and I don't know probably lock you up forever so you don't tell people that <laughs> they're there there. lock you up forever and then experiment to see what yeah. kind of shit is on you although I will say one of the funniest lines that I f heard for the first time and I've seen E.T. so many times and it gets me every time but I'd never heard Elliot say when he when he uh, weighs E.T. he goes 35 pounds? Yeah. You look way fatter. Yeah, that's very like, cute. I died. That's very cute. I will say, when I was a kid and I watched this movie, it's funny when you're a kid, like, and then you rewatch stuff and you realize, like, oh, that was not the case. I thought that, that the FBI guy... Peter Coyote. Yeah, I thought he was the dad. With, and I was like, oh, and I used to be like, oh, he came back from Mexico. I <laughs> like, he was really into it. Not the dad, guys. No. The... Dad's still in Mexico with Sally. But truly, Just I bet that guy... Just raw dogging Sally with some ceviche but and But I bet margarita. that guy fucks Elliot's mom. 
Like, yes. they do 100%. have some And you know what? Booyah. She deserves it. Yeah, for sure. She needs it. Yeah, she needs you know it. What? I'm glad for her. He's got a stable job. Yeah. 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 And he connected with Elliot. A government job. A he government job? He probably has to go all over the place, though, looking for aliens. That's So that's fine. the one thing he's probably not around a lot. She, you know what? She seems to me the type of person that, the type of woman that does better in that situation. Yeah, probably. He also, hot sex when he she's comes had, back. like, a bad yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He also has, Peter Coyote has a great voice. Yeah, he does. I love Peter Coyote. The biggest, voice. the biggest um, thing that uh, brothers and sisters did wrong was they killed off Peter Coyote in the pilot episode. Oh yeah, that's not good. Because he was the dad, and they killed him. And yeah, brought all the brothers and sisters together. I was like, but we all love Peter Coyote. And he connected with Elliot so well when he looked at the, he looked at him and he said, "I've been, I've been yeah. waiting for this my whole life too." That's a great. That's a great line. That's a yeah. great. Thing that connects the two because it, it, it is I mean it's very Spielberg too to be like that it, the grown man the wonder at what is out there and, and what could it's not be just the there. child wonder yeah. it's yeah. the adult wonder it connected them it, yeah. exactly what you said it connected them um, even was, with the gun on his hip originally. <laughs> originally it was interesting with what you said earlier about the CGI because actually it didn't stand out for me in this movie like that it was bad similar to we kind of we talked about this a lot with Jurassic Park. That even yeah. though it was, you know, we're watching it 25 years later, it, it, the only stuff that was noticeable to me was some of the bike flying stuff that seemed more out of place to me. Whereas usually, like, we watch any of these movies, particularly from, like, the 80s or the early 90s, yeah. and we're like, like, when we watched Ghost, we were like, I mean, this oh, was God. the best they could do, yeah. but it's, like, yeah. rough Well, stuff. I think rough. so much of that is... <laughs> Poltergeist yeah. from yeah. 1982. Woof. Yeah. Because the design of E.T., which, by the way, Maddie was telling me, the desi- the original design of E.T. apparently is horrifying. I did not look it up because I said I didn't want my dreams to be shattered. <laughs> but uh, it's, like, really, like, it's a really freaky, scary-looking thing. This E.T. sort of reminds me of my dog. In the sense that he gets like easily spooked by oh, things, and he—I love when he wants to be taller and he stretches his neck kind of up like. There's that. something they don't—they're not exactly. There's something Yoda-esque about like Very his yeah. body type and stuff like that, and I think because people a lot of five years references. earlier were already attached to yeah. this alien that looks like that, that helped. I like when he's introducing. Speaking of Star Wars, when he's when Harry Thomas is intro- when introducing him to like all of the yeah. Hammerhead toys. and Greedo yeah. and yeah, yeah, Snaggle yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All this is Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I'm just like, this is... And they can have wars. But that's so, to me, like, yeah, that's exactly what a kid... They'd be like, come look at, like, my stuff or whatever. I think it's the most, like, beautiful... Pure. Pure. Yeah, yeah you're right. Charming it's, it's movie. Just pure. Do you think the, um, the spaceship at the end, is that just a floodlight? Did they just, like, put a floodlight up and they were like... All right, here we go. Yeah, 100%. It's fine. That's fine. It works. That music, man. The music, I will say, is 25% of the movie. Sure. Yes. Uh, yes. That, that was the first time that I cried, when they fly for the first time. And I just am like, this is, I love this movie. So oh, yeah. Much. I had forgotten they fly twice. I think the first time, I mean, obviously, because then they just do it again, but the first time is much more moving. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's also yeah. at night. Yeah. It still makes me yeah. laugh when, when Elliot f- <laughs> fake cries. Yes, me too. And he yeah. goes like, Wah. and then he picks his head up and sees that she's glowing and goes like, and laughs. He's like, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> it's so great. And the flowers coming into bloom. It's just, it, it, it really is a perfect movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really hard to, to watch that 
whatever version you watch. My point about the difference, I think, between Jurassic Park and E.T. is the actors in Jurassic Park were positioned in a way where the CGI and their eyes met perfectly. Whereas when they went back and and, did it with E.T., they didn't, obviously. It didn't line up the same, and that's what always threw me off. Right. Plus, the the difference between the CGI E.T. and And the... the yeah. regular one, yeah. was it was just enough of a difference where it, it always stood out. Right. We haven't even talked about the scene where, about the part when Elliot's at school. Oh. And E.T. gets drunk and he releases all the frogs and kisses the girl. Can and I he tell stands you on the kid. Stands on the kid to kiss the girl. Oh, I love that part. When I was in high school in biology, we, I think we did fetal pigs. Yeah. Yeah. And but they came frogs. in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. They were not alive. Frogs, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. So what, <laughs> hey, here, I'm going to put this in. Watch here, this frog Here, put die. some chloroform in, and then once they pass out, we'll cut them open. It's yeah, fine. He, they he won't said, feel it. He said, they won't feel it. There'll only be a little bit of fluid. He said those words or blood. in he the movie. He said, mo- like, did he say fluid or blood? I think he says fluid. I think he says fluid. Gross. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be using fluid <laughs> if that's not the word he yeah. said. It's, Because uh, I had the same thought as you, where I was like... I can't believe they just said that. I can't believe they're using live frogs. What did they These do? Are children. When you were in high school in like the 40s, what did they, what did you, like, what did they do? Nazis, then? right? To cut up Nazis or, yeah. yeah. We, no, we had like full on cadavers, like people who had just died. Great. Way to take that joke and run with it. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> E.T. is a great movie. Are yeah. we all agreed on that? It's a very yeah. good movie, yes. Yeah. What are we going to say? It's E.T. If, if better or worse than Gandhi. No, no, I was trying to think of, a, of another subpart Steven Spielberg movie, but I'm coming up short because he's made so many. No, that's a good movie though. Yeah, but ET's better. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, that's ET. I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Jess, who's terrified of ET to this day. So, really? Yeah. Oh, she Jess. probably just turned the volume down for this 15 so minutes and now she'll turn it back on. Does Jess later. hate happiness? Enjoy and feels. Also, there is a dog in it, so if you're oh, not here man. for ET, be there for the dog. Yeah, and that is a good dog. And ET loved the dog. Yeah, yeah. ET all they got along. Great, pretty pop. great, pretty great, pretty great. So that will bring us to what? Before we even move on, okay. Uh, okay. My subtle favorite part of ET is just listening to him eat Reese's Pieces off camera. Oh yeah, that's really cute too. Yeah. When you, because you take crunch, the, crunch, they crunch. show him at exactly the right time. Yeah. Because you don't, you sort of, you get like a full on kind of face, but it's very brief when he first, like in the like in the cornfield, cornfield, and then the the gradual reveal of him once he gets up to Elliot's room is so great. Just it's the such fingers. a yeah, yeah. It's I'll, so fun. I'll be right here. Oh my god. <laughs> and also the other funniest part, because it's again like laugh out loud funny, is when he's on Halloween when he's underneath the sheet and the older brother has like the axe through it, like the fake axe through ouch. his head, and he keeps going, ouch, ouch, trying to fake. It's fake. Oh, or Yoda walking by. Yeah, and following <laughs> him, like <laughs> home, home. It's great. Great. Um, great movie. Great movie. So our next movie is missing. Missing. Which I feel like they're is all the f- one words. By so the way. missing, I feel like is sort of the forgotten nominee from this year, and there's uh, a reason for that. Yes. And the reason for that is basically the U.S. United government, government sued the producer of this movie, and it just went away until it was re-released in 2006. I was saying that as a joke. Really? But you're yes. kidding me. I'm not 
Kidding. Wow, what a shit country <laughs> yeah. we live in. I yeah. mean, every country is shit, but holy shit. Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously, like, every movie just goes out of theaters, but I think they couldn't really... There was, like, a very truncated release period, like, on home video and stuff, and then it basically just went away for over 20 years. Wow. And then in 2006, like, the suit either got dismissed or the producers finally won the suit, and the movie was able to be released. Wow. This is a great Things story. I did not know <laughs> when I watched that movie. This yeah. story is... Great and timely. Yeah. yeah. So timely. Very timely. It's a weird thing to me. I was, because I knew before, the only other thing that I knew beforehand that was that you liked this movie. Yeah. And so. And your husband, Matty likes this movie. He didn't, did he? Yeah. So oh, I said, this seems great. He was like, oh yeah, that's a great okay. movie. Well, here's the thing. It opens very Cheese, the, sure. the voiceover is very oh, yeah. cheesy uh-huh. at the beginning, so I was 100%. like, oh, this is, feels like a made-for-TV movie, and yes. then very quickly it gets dark, super dark and super great, although I would say even tonally it doesn't really hit its sweet spot until Jack Lemmon comes home, because there's that whole night that Sissy SpaceX spends out like uh-huh. being basic, like in the middle of the coop, in, the alley. The coop, yeah. in an alley, and she gets home and opens the door and goes, you, Charles! <laughs> Yeah. Yes. As if she was like, what Fuck. a crazy night. Huh? Crazy night? I almost got murdered a couple times. And I'm yeah. like, and I at that point I was like, wait, what is this fucking movie that I'm watching? Yeah. And then Jack Lemon gets there, and it's almost like Jack Lemon, they shot it in order, and Jack Lemon got to set and was like, okay, we're not gonna mm-hmm. fuck around anymore. Well, now it's, it's gonna get real. And well, it's also what I think what I love about this movie is you very much kind of go, even if we're sort of Conditioned to certain things, I feel you go on this journey with Jack Lemmon. For sure. Like, yep. Start, you get angrier and angrier at yeah. the United States as the movie progresses. Yes. Because <laughs> like, you expect, because and I super got, you really get where Jack Lemmon's coming from, especially in this day and age where you're like, the, you turn to the government and the police and these yeah. people to help you. You're thinking like, these people are on my side. They're going to help me. They're going to be whatever. And this is post. I mean, the the revolution in Chile is like what? Is it post the Iran Contra debut? Like the the no, this is no, no, pre before that. So pre that. Okay. Is, so yeah, yeah. so you would expect, but you would still expect like the you know the American the American embassy is there to help you. Right. Like we're gonna whatever. It is the de- the devolvation, de- devolving yeah. into... The problem is the comes. American embassy is not there to help you when they're perpetrating the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's... Turns uh, out they... Turns out that their their feelings about their citizens only matter when it matters. Yeah. Dark. It was really dark. I didn't... There were a couple... I had a couple issues with the movie. I'm a huge Jack Lemmon fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no problems with any of the acting. There were some cheesy some of the moments. The dialogue, that dated I think, is it. more yes. stilted than the acting is yes. necessarily bad. The, so I think a lot of it. There's some script stuff that hurts the. That I feel like would be hard to play and yeah. not be sort of stilted. I basically. think that the scene that he does where he's like, when he's talking to the guy about like, I don't care, whatever it yeah. is, like I'll do it. I just want to find my son. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Like that was, and then he just kind of stares at him and there's like a long pause. Yeah. And CC SpaceX like, we're going to go. Like yeah. it's, it, that is, that I was my, I thought that was amazing. My issue with the, the genuinely the only issue I had with the movie really was um, they, they, 
would hop from location to location. Like when they finally got to the last morgue and they saw their other American friend yeah. and they yeah. discovered his body. Um, I wish they were a little bit more descriptive in because all of a sudden they just cut to they're in a place and they're walking through and we have to assume that it's a yeah. hospital or a morgue. Right. And I, I they wish, jump a lot. They jump. They, they, yes, the and and jumps. they jump in time jump. They do time jumps as well. And there was a little bit of that where at, it takes you a second or two to reacclimate. Yeah. To like. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that, that was my only issue with it. Yeah, yeah. In general, and then there were a couple. And some like, of the writing, the yes. stuff about the little prince and like, yeah, like reading aloud from the little prince. I was like, all right, this is like a little on the nose, but yeah. But Jack Lemmon's like the arc of his character and the arc of Sissy Spacek's character from the beginning to the end, and then the arc of their relationship together. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was like, this is really great because at first you don't really like Jack Lemmon. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Christian scientist. What is that? That means we have faith. Yeah. yeah. You well, know. and he's kind of like a bitch to, like, he's like, well, he's, he's like really hard. hard. He's like, he's reminds me of, like, a little bit, like, he's a conservative, like, yeah. my in laws. Like, would yeah. be like, what? I don't get what you're doing here. Yeah. Like, he totally blame. he seems to blame his son and even more so blame her for the fact yeah. they're even what there. What did you do? This could have possibly what you, happened. What, yeah. What, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what, what have you done to get in trouble where it's like, yeah. no, it's not. Luckily, that has ended, that we now know that <laughs> if the police do anything to you, it's because you definitely you did definitely something. You definitely deserved it. So, yeah. totally. I mean, it's nice that, you know, 25 years later, we've seen an end to some of the problems in mm-hmm, this movie. Mm-hmm. So, and conservatives phew. have really come around. <laughs> yeah. Hearing, hearing what you, you said about it, it's like, uh, I guess the I guess the word is suppression. Yeah. F- till two thousand and six, it makes the movie better. Mm-hmm. For for me, yeah. watching it this time, I go, oh, I really and like truer. this. And truer, I'm like, you yeah. want to know some other things that you don't learn from the movie? Sure. This is well, one of them. I know is true. The other one is sort of half-assed internet research. Are we going to get like, picked up podcast. and like tortured for no. this? Okay. In Just 1999, a declassified document showed the CIA either knew, at best or was involved at worst in, in his apprehension. Oh, in the death? Yeah. Not just So the they either knew that he probably was taken or they, they didn't like assist do it. The they didn't assist the killing, but they basically sanctioned were like, it. Yeah, watched it. They sanctioned it, yeah. Which they alluded to are, in the movie. And there are rumors that there was like a CAA person possibly in the room when it happened. Wow. But wow. again, that's a rumor. But. In the, well, doc, they, in the declassified document, it says that they allude at to best, it in the movie. Yeah, basically, at best, they knew the whole time that he was. Well, they allude to that in yeah. the movie because they said the Jack Lemmon said, and the uh, American embassy representatives also right. said, nothing will happen here without our knowledge. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Here's something that that, that is, I, it's a bummer to me that that doesn't. That that's not more shocking yeah. to me. Like it's, I'm just Here's like, something that I could not find. Uh, Dude, it was I'm in the right. IMDb trivia, but I couldn't find anywhere anything that like kind of said Whatever it also, it was that it might not have been, even been his body that nine months later came back. They alluded that, to that. that. But that there was like, after there was DNA evidence that said that was not him. So, I mean, that would have been years and years later. But obviously. they alluded to that. At the end of the movie. Well, that it took nine months for his body to come. But they're but, saying no, no, it's but, not even his body. No, no, no. Yeah. But e- even, in, even in the movie, in that scene where they, they show his body coming off the plane, it, they, on yeah. the screen it said they returned the body 
nine months later, uh-huh. past the point where DNA evidence could have proven that it was his body. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard. I heard past, and they could do it to uh, autopsy. Do it autopsy. Yeah. I didn't realize they couldn't prove it was not his um, body. Yeah, that was the, the. I think that was the point of that statement. Is I think they could have sent anybody. And then one of the worst things in the movie, I think, is when they know he's dead at this point. They've confirmed oh, it. Oh, and, and they, they go, ask for money, like yeah. at the oh, airport, yeah. for transit of to his tra- body to, to, to ship his body home. I don't like when the guy after when he goes in yeah. after they've been like after the guy tells Jack Lemon like, "Hey, he's like." We have it in good authority that he's dead, whoever that guy was. And they, he, they're like, "Hey, good news! He's definitely in the north. Um, oh. You can't talk to him, but he'll like, probably be out next week." Then he, like, three hours later, like, "No, he's dead. Sorry." Yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, you figured it out, so now we'll tell you that you're right. Piece of garbage. <laughs> the, the fact that all of that s- seems to be true, yeah, is is the head shaky part. Yeah. But we also put in Manuel Noriega. In yeah, the power, I mean, you know. the list of things. That well, that whole scene with we that, also turn- that, that naval guy who, like, basically is just, like, openly telling them, like, in the flashbacks and early on in the movie, that he's like, yeah, just here on special assignment, on to, yeah. you know. Bolivia. Bolivia next, or. Everybody goes to Bolivia. Everything <laughs> happens Guys, in Bolivia. the list of shit I'm usually in Panama. Panama is a great place to, to be set up. But, Manuel uh, Noriega. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Did I tell you that I was doing, sorry, sidebar, it was just Holocaust Remembrance Day this mm-hmm. week, this week? Yeah. Yeah. And when I was in high school, I wrote a thesis paper about, like, uh, how we, like, turned away, like, tr- tons of... Thousands of Jews. Thousands yeah. of transports of Jews that, like, some that had even made it across the fucking ocean, saying, like, no, we can't handle any yeah. more people. And it's like, you'd think you would, we, you'd think we would have learned from that. Yeah. We fucking have not. Yeah. And yeah. it is important that uh, while we will all admit to being liberal people, that that was Roosevelt's administration that did that. And yeah. we we fully, uh, before you flame us on Twitter, okay, both sides are really bad at Everybody's this bad. <laughs> Literally everybody's bad. Yeah. Everybody's bad. But at least Beto's cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Am I right? What a cutie. What a cutie. Oh, cutie Got to keep it light. Keep it yeah. light for the kids here. Yeah. And Klobuchar's got that tight ass. You know? <laughs> okay, now now we've turned a corner, and I don't care for it. So tight. Elizabeth Warren has that cute dog. Oh, she loves and she loves cute. beer. And you know what? She she, she loves that. Uh, what's that? The Rock Show. Um, ballers. She oh. loves ballers. Oof. You know what? Actually, that's a strike against. I don't know if you ever seen ballers. <laughs> but say. And not good. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. Missing. They're all one words, by the way. Missing. E.T. E.T. Tootsie. Or et, as I like to call it. Tootsie. Tootsie. Oh, is that next? Yeah. Guys, I'm going to jump to the... I'm going to jump... Craig, I think, knows what I'm going to yeah. say. I don't really care for Tootsie. Megan doesn't care for Tootsie. Unpopular opinion. I don't care for Tootsie. I know everybody that I've ever said this to has been like, you're fucking crazy. So I rewatched it to make sure. And mm-hmm. while I did like it better than the first two times I saw it, yeah. maybe I'll grow to really, really love it. I don't get it. I'm not a huge fan. I don't think it's super funny. I don't super care for anybody except for Terry Gar. I was gonna say goddamn national. Okay, treasure. here's the thing. Terry Gar is Bill the fucking Murray. catch in that movie. She's or, amazing. Or Bill She's Murray. For sure. And Bill, Bill Murray, who also oh, is Bill in a different cool. movie. Yes. There's a part where he goes where the one laugh line that I have is other than Terry Gar's everything, is he goes. 
I feel like we're getting into a weird area here, which would be just a throwaway line, but the way that Bill Murray does it is really, really funny. It's when he was putting on makeup. When he's putting on, or he's like, he's like, I can't wear this dress. She's already seen me in this dress. I can't wear this. And he goes, I feel like we're getting into a re- weird area here. And for some reason, the way he says it is such 2000. It's so, it's so. It's uh, not it's, of that era. It's not of that era. It's, yeah. it's like, it's so, it's so much more subtle than that era. It's, and it's so much more subtle than the rest of the movie. It's very 2000s. That's a really funny line, and then Terry Gar is awesome. I the rest of it, I don't super get it. I actually think that a lot of the script stuff in the first like 30 minutes of the movie is very funny. I think the whole scene where they're at the party and all of the like actors and writers hitting and on like, everyone. But it's, when, so, when, it's when, when, too depressing for me. But though, when Craig, Bill Murray's like, depressing. I don't want a packed winter garden. I want a 90-seat yeah. theater where everyone's just coming from the rain. Of fucking course like, you that's, think that's funny. Of, of course it's course funny because that's, that's funny. everyone we went to school with. I know, and it's <laughs> depressing to me. I literally am like, I have been at this, I've been at this party 60 times. Yeah. Through, in the, from right. the years 1999 <laughs> to, or what, no, no, where did we go to school? 2003, 2003 to 2000, 2000, whatever. You started in 2002. Did we really? Right. Whatever. That all happened already. And yeah. like, feel your feet with your feet. And like all of that bullshit. And I'm like, I can't relive it. And I mean, so I was, I literally fast forwarded through parts of that because I was like, this is too uncomfortable for me. The other actually. great line though is when he's when he's in drag for the first time and they're like, can you pull back a little bit? Yes. And he goes, how do you feel uh, about Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland. Oh, great line. That's a good line yeah. too. Um, the rest of it is not. I will say that in this specific period of time in Hollywood, the plot of this movie has not aged well. The idea yes. of a white man can't get work, so he's a better actor than any woman auditioning for a role. Not a good look in 2019. <laughs> Not a good look in 2019. No, no. They Not won't even let Terry Gar read. Because <laughs> yeah. she's too weak, but but you know who's got the stuff? Dustin a dude. Yeah. Fucking hot. An ugly dude. An ugly. Dressed, dressed as a woman. Ugly dude dressed as an ugly What woman. made me laugh is that without an audition, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was able to get in at the final audition. Yes, yeah. And book it in the final audition. Yeah. Like he's a great actor. He's true. And he good. does so much. Remember when he's like doing her hair and he's like, I just wish she was prettier. I want her to be prettier or whatever. She deserves to be prettier. I was like, Fuck you! Fuck you! And the fucking oh, you're you're the horse you fucking rode in on. Oh, this you're really deigning to do soaps and and even like literally, I just felt so bad for fucking Jessica Lang and like Charles Durning. Charles Durning he was, was great. great. Though. Yeah, I do love no, him. he's great, and, but, and I, I feel, love, just feel bad for. I him. love Dabney Coleman, but I, I just was I like, love anything Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman's great, but I just was like this. I don't care. I don't think it's real funny. And I don't care. It doesn't age well. For yeah. 82, I see, because of clearly the mindset of, of the world at the time, yeah. Yeah. or at least the United States, I can see like, oh, this is funny because of the norms. But nowadays, not the, like, I would easily take Tootsie out and put in Sophie's Choice. Yeah. But, Al- oh, I'd put in, like, there's like six other movies I'd put in. But Alex, even beyond, like, the politics of it, I just don't think it's that funny. Maybe, and this goes back to like, I've been, I mean, I've been in LA long enough that I've been to plenty of sketch shows where, and I think it's let, done less, although it's been a while, uh, 
especially one place will remain nameless where it's been like, we're going to just like put on a dress. A dude's going to put on a dress. Isn't that crazy? And that's talking about the groundlings. Yeah. I'm talking about the groundlings (laughs) a little bit. Isn't that a crazy character that like a dude in a dress and I'm, and it's, it's not super funny. Like it's like, you know what I mean? It's listen, Valentina will tell you it's tough to do. Yeah. That's a drag race reference. It's also weird because, um, I mean, if there, if Tussie isn't a huge hit, we probably never get Mrs. Doubtfire, True. which is a way better. Which I was going to say, Mrs. Doubtfire has movie. more of a balance to it too. Um, that you I know feel what like we Tussie see Mrs. Doubtfire has. We get to see her transform. Like, how did Dustin Hoffman know how to be, how to like get the wig and the right. look and the whole thing? Like, well, my favorite does... part of Mrs. Doubtfire is when he goes to Harvey Firestein, and Harvey Firestein's like this is going to take a lot of work or whatever. And like makes him look like a woman. Yeah. That's really fun. Right. Like that whole thing of like uh, that transformation scene of like the, the prosthetics and the wig and then this and then that, that's fun. We don't see any of that. All of a sudden the next shot is Dustin Hoffman walking down the street in a dress. All. And also to, to go back to what you had said earlier is even politically speaking, you're saying that a white, Character actor male is a better actor than all these other white females. Whereas, in at least in Miss Doubtfire, he's like, I just want to be around my kids. Yeah. yeah, I'll do whatever I have to do to be around my kids. That I can get behind. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, go to see go is a dumb fucking song. <laughs> he doesn't even Shoot. like being called Tootsie. He doesn't like being called Tootsie. Why, Why is that is the, the main song? song? Why is go the movie called Tootsie? Go. If you're gonna go that argument, then the whole yeah. thing. My name is this. Yeah. Oh, Dor- call this Dorothy. Call it this Dorothy. My name is Why Dorothy. Why is it Tootsie? I. You know what? The more we talk about this, the more I fucking hate this. <laughs> I truly well, just want that one Bill Murray line I think and that it, one Cleveland line and Terry Gar. I think there are a lot. Movie I really do think there are a lot of good one-liners in the script, but I mostly agree with what Alex said and kind of what we both are saying is that the movie just does not age super well. It just does not age super well. Yeah. And it doesn't help that in our current time that he, yes. Justin Hoffman, has been linked to in, some to of the stuff. hashtag yeah, exactly. era. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, funny note, he got me fired... <laughs> Dustin Hoffman from my first job in quote unquote the acting industry when I was an extra in college on a movie he did. And uh, I. What did you wow, do to get fired as a. Yeah. Really I'm trying to reevaluate so. Tootsie oh and, and maybe it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Go! So, so this was. I so forgot the name of the movie. That's so, this, so, so, so this was The so, Graduate? So. <laughs> This was this was his first off broad uh, yeah. No, he did a movie with So when he was at Pasadena Playhouse Ooh, with Gene Hackman. God, what's the name of that movie? Uh, as I as I slide I slide past your ageism. Um, he did a movie with John Travolta and where he played a news Born reporter. In the bubble. He played a news reporter and John Travolta was a security guard and he killed he shot somebody and he had held up in like the museum and, and Dustin Hoffman was the only guy who could get the interview. And I had never been in the acting industry at the time. I was, Wait, is I was this still dog? in college. No. What's it called? Uh, this is, oh, we could look it up. You're thinking Wag the Dog. It's, not, like it's not Wag the Dog, no. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, it was not a great movie. And I 
because Dustin Hoffman was a news reporter, I was I got hired as an extra as the boom operator on his news crew. So I was with him for four days. And my college roommate grew up next to Dustin Hoffman in Westwood. So when I he was, you know, I talked to him the next day and I was like, he's like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, I, I, they put me with the news crew. He's like, when you have a moment, tell him hi from the Nastro family. Right. We grew up next to him. I used to, when I was a kid, I played with his, his son and we used to hang out all the time. He played, like, with his, he played with his son or he played with him? Cause he played with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we weren't in our 40s then. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I waited till the last day. It was, we were like, you know, you get that snack break like mm-hmm. in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and I'm standing with him. I'd been with him for four days and Dustin Hoffman had like a barbecue sandwich and he ripped it in half. He's like, you want to share? I was like, sure, thanks. And we had a sandwich together and I was like, okay, I can ask him now. So as we break for lunch, I go, hey, Mr. Hoffman, um, my college roommate was your neighbor. Did you used to live in Westwood? And, and the moment I said, did you used to live in Westwood? Did you live in Westwood? He turned on me well, I'm so like with this. no human I've ever seen. He I went, like he went uh, yeah, I lived in Westwood. Why, 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 why? Like instantly started to panic. No joke, in his eyes, he was like, stalker, stalker, stalker. I was 21 years old. Um, And I was like, no, I just, my college roommate, their family, they used to live next door to you or down the street, and they just wanted to say hi, the Nastro family. Mr. Nastro is a pulmonologist at UCLA. And he's like, I didn't know my neighbors. I didn't talk to my neighbors. Literally like that. And I went, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, uh, I just thought you, no, I didn't know anybody. And he scampered off. I go back to this little grassy area. I'm doing my fucking English homework for college. And all of a sudden I'm sitting, I'm sitting down reading and I see in front of me two black boots, two black boots, two black boots, black boots. And I look up and I am surrounded by 10 police officers. What? I'm doing my English homework and I'm surrounded by 10 cops. And the sergeant, or whoever he was... Sir, was we like, need you to come give Mr. Travolta a massage. <laughs> <laughs> Close. She goes, what did you say to Mr. Hoffman? I told him everything. Clearly I'm telling the truth because I'm panicking. Yeah. And they're like, fine. They walk away. I'm like, okay. I pack up my bag. I go to go get some lunch. And as I'm waiting in the lunch line holding a tray of food for extras, you know how those lines look yeah. like... All of a sudden, the cops surrounded me again. They're like, you need to go, and we need to escort you off set. And the PA comes up to me, and she's like, we know you didn't do anything wrong. We know you're fine. We know this is just a total misunderstanding, but Mr. Hoffman doesn't want you on set anymore. Oh, my God. I am obsessed with this story, and I'm so uncomfortable. I was panicking. I I was 21 years old. I was like, I'll never be an actor. Also, that's embarrassing. And I was embarrassed. And you never were. Never again. Oh. And he, they, they walked me all the way to the pass van. They made me get my food to go. I get in the pass it's van. Nice they let you take your food. Yeah, yeah let me have they, the, the, At that the, point, I'd be like, I'll stop by in and out. Well, two could, cool things happened. The PA, she said, we're going to pay you for all four days. We know you have done nothing wrong. She said that to me as they were escorting me out. And then when I got in the pass van and the guy, I been with him for four straight days. The past guy goes, why are you leaving? And I told him what happened. He goes, oh, that's not you, man. 
two weeks ago, an extra complained that he'd been sexually harassing her. <laughs> and so now they're like, he's super on edge. The fucking driver for the pass fan said that to me. Oh like, like right away, he goes, you didn't do anything wrong. They're worried about it because somebody complained about him sexually. That past so man, a driver had come forward in 1983 yeah. when you were doing this. Like, we could have gotten that meet so you kicked what? off way early. Fuck Tootsie. Fuck Dustin Hoffman. We love Terry Gar, who just real quick before we move on, I want to say, is the catch of the movie. That character should be going after Terry Gar and not Jessica Lang. Yeah. She seems kind of boring, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Um, Terry and Gar's, she's got bags. She's got a damn kid. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That is so upsetting. Yeah. Terrified. That is terrifying. Terrifying. I I I thought he was such a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) He gave you part of his sandwich. He did. You told me that part of the story. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he had me escorted from the set. Wow. Fuck that guy. Fuck Tootsie. Next. Speaking of good guys, though, the verdict, Paul Newman. (sighs) Wow. Just a a good guy. Yeah. Not in the movie. I'm talking about like Paul Newman. Oh, Paul Newman's like the fucking best yeah. and great salad dressing. Yep. Legit. His Caesar is. Oh, did you ever see that interview with? Uh, I think it was Conan. Where? It, oh God, it might not have been Conan. Anyway, he was doing one of the late night talk shows, and this is my favorite Paul Newman moment of all time. He's my favorite actor. Oh my and, God! I can't wait for the day when Paul Newman has you escorted from. Set. <laughs> oh God, that would have crushed me. Anyway, <laughs> we were on we were on the set of HUD. And <laughs> And he, and he says to Paul Newman, so you've got, you know, your Newman's own, and you give all the money to charity. And in that moment, you see Paul Newman, he didn't even respond. He just looked straight down. And they go, and uh, it was either Conan or somebody else goes, what's up? And he goes, ah, yeah, we give it all to charity. I didn't know how much money it was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you're the greatest. He's great. You're the greatest. Also, would fuck, for sure. That guy is, I even at this stage, I... In Roach Perdition, he was a very handsome man. Very he handsome was like 81 man. years old or something. Like that. His death yeah. in Road to Perdition is still maybe oh, one of the greatest, the greatest scenes I've ever seen. The greatest. Yeah. This movie is tough for me. I have like a real, I had a real, real ride with this movie because I, I haven't, I, this is the thing. Died. I, you, I, you clinically died while giving <laughs> <laughs> I've thought a lot about this and I think my issue is I think I'm, I still am not sure where I land on this but my problem is this medical, medical malpractice is a tough case of the right thing sure. so when they open with this is a medical malpractice thing again as the movie went on they made the hospital people be yeah. like cartoonishly evil Right. but like that is a hard I've seen, I guess my issue is this. I've seen this drama, this like courtroom drama of mm-hmm. like the underdog yeah. like guy done before and done with more effective cases, more affecting cases. I, that sounds super callous. Like I don't care. And especially, again, especially I, I, I recognize as the movie went on, I was yeah. like, oh, these people are definitely in the wrong and yeah. fuck them. Yeah. But the beginning, first half of the movie you could be led to believe, like, well, it sucks. It's, yeah. They should have to pay, and it's and it is one hundred percent. And it is it super sucks that this happened to this woman. But a lot of cases of medical malpractice is like they're not outwardly out to like sure 
fuck, you know what I mean? Yes. Nobody wants no, this of person to yeah. whatever. So like, if you're gonna do like a underdog, you know, crime drama, right. then like, I will watch A Time to Kill. Like that is a better movie and more dramatically effective. Also sure. what, 12 years older? Like newer. Yeah, 14, 14 forward, years. Yeah, 14 forward, years. Yes, forward, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But, but I'm looking back on it, and I'm looking at it as somebody who's seen a lot of crime dramas before, and I'm like, this is a decent one. And at the and by the end, I do really care, and I yeah. am on board with Tom, Paul Newman, and he's also a, a great actor. Yeah. So that adds to that. So I'm sort of torn, because I think it is ultimately was a good movie, but the first half, it re I really struggled to connect, because I was like... This just seems like a real unfortunate situation that happened. And then it turned, yeah. and I was like, oh, these people are actually really bad. So So you're mad because you went on a journey. No, I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm not mad because I went on <laughs> Yes, I'm angry. I, I wanted to stay home that night, and then they were like, bitches be driving me out. But I just think it's been, I think it's been done better since, sure. is my point. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it, it, So then I guess my argument to you would be, but is this the movie that created that genre and moved them forward from that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have enough. Craig is the resident. Uh, I mean, it definitely didn't create like courtroom movies. No, it I didn't create. It was, I mean, you have twelve yeah. angry men for that. But I'm yeah. saying, you know, witness for the prosecution. And, yeah. You know, in in hindsight, looking back, Kramer watching this. Kramer? Yeah, but Kramer versus Kramer, we don't really get the lawyers. Yeah, it's you don't get the lawyers. The yes. Yeah. This, this movie, like, right off the bat, they essentially, as soon as he started doing his due diligence and investigating the actual trial through his drunkenness, it was laid out exactly how it was going to go. Well, the everybody, everybody was very, hit real hard in the beginning and then almost immediately and they, Yeah, they pulled it out. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they essentially outlined how the end of the movie is going to go. Everybody in the operating room testified except for one person. Yeah. And the moment that was said, you're like, okay, the one person is going to be the one who cracks this case. For me, that movie really was the moment that Paul Newman walked into the archbishop's office and said, I have to to try this case or I'm lost. Right, so yeah. he, and, and that for me was the part where I was like, fuck you, you're a bad lawyer. You are l legally obligated to take this offer back to your client yes. and you're denying it in the room. But that you're is- You're a the, bad lawyer. That was the point of it. To prove that he was a bad lawyer? Well, no, it, the point of it was his conflict as a lawyer. I, he didn't feel that, he didn't seem that conflicted. Yeah, I, I, um, I disagree with that. He immediately I think was like, in I that, can't do I this. think in that moment, you know, no, because we're set up, like, in the beginning, he's literally going f funeral hopping yeah. to yes. try and get, like, clients. Clients. So I think in that moment, we are seeing him shift back to, like, who Jack Warden wants him to be. Right. Which was a bad this, lawyer? No, no who, a good lawyer. A good lawyer, that, and who he originally set out to be. Yeah. yeah. It just seemed more ego-driven than anything, because, again, you are legally obligated to take that, that offer back to your client. He didn't do he that. He did not. Because he felt an emotional connection yeah. on his own, which is bad lawyering. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... That's true, no, but you know true. what? 100%. They made more money in the long run. For sure, he yeah. made more money in the they long still run, won. and they made a damn movie, and yeah. he made a movie. I do kind of like that we don't find out how much money. 
Yes. Like, that's like we just get like the how does it have to just be that amount? Can it be, yeah, more? It be more? And that's the last time we see it in the courtroom. I love well, it. And I like the, the judge being like, yes. Yes, that's that how judge. you can do that it. That judge was the worst. I just came over from County Kilkarney and for some reason I'm the judge here. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna try my case, don't lose it. This is Boston. This is Boston. All of us are Irish here. <laughs> what was up is with this? Is that his, your like weird? Except for me, James Mason. What was his? What was up with his fucking haircut? He the, had some great eyebrows too. Yeah. That the judge's bowl cut. That weird Amish bowl cut with his super black it's eyebrows. Hey. It's, a, it's a Boston Irish thing. And it was the '80s, baby. Yeah, that's true. I like also that they ended the movie with him not answering the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. What do you think fun. he hit harder in this movie, the bottles or Charlotte Rampling? Oh, <laughs> I, I did text. I did. I did write to myself. He punched her in the face. Yeah, he punched her in the face. He that moment, holy shit. That moment, and he got away with it. That yeah. moment, in if you're watching, That's you're great. like, I love that. "Ooh, I don't know how well this ages, but she was horrible." Oh, I feel conflicted. She. That you can't whole character, just. You just I mean, can't walk up and hit a person of. You know, a, a woman in a bar. Did she also, feel bad about being a seller? I don't know. Yes, I yes. think she I think did, she did feel bad. But did they, before he hit her in the face, did they Bang? ever have the m- moment where he found out that she had yes, sold him out? Yes, Jack yeah. Warden told him. Told but him. he didn't, he said, we need to talk. He's basically, yeah, they don't uh, have Oh, okay, they alluded yeah. to it. And they then we go into the it. bar and she's like. And he fucking whacked her. Oh my God, I couldn't believe. And then believe. she was like. What did she say during the awards season a couple years ago? Something when she was nominated. 45 years, which is an amazing movie, which I, but I don't think anyone really saw. I super suggest it. It's so good. And she was nominated for Best Actress for it. But she said something, she said something uh, leading up to the Oscars that basically was like, I don't, this is not what she said, but it, people took it as (laughs) black people should not have like that opportunity. Like it it almost came across as like, well, no, minorities shouldn't. Like we shouldn't cast things in certain ways. Like it, it was strange, and everyone was like, "Ooh, Charlotte, not Rampling. great. Not a great look for you." Yeah. Unlike this movie, in which she looks great and very, very French too. I wasn't a. I didn't. I thought she did a great job, but like, she made it had no impact on me whatsoever. In the I movie. mean, her style had impact on me. I was like, "Give me more boots and trench coats, please." Uh, I don't know. I've seen great legal dramas, and this is not one of them. So it's hard for. I, I, but is this the beginning of those of of that? I don't know, but that that's not style the job. of le- I'll legal. I'll tell you drama. what. That's not my job, and that's not the job of this podcast. True, it's not the job of the maybe not the job of the podcast, but like you look at Alien, and you see Alien now. Alien and invented aliens. Alien invented think- space thrillers in that style. And you look at Conan the Barbarian, which is also 1982. And which was Conan, surprisingly not nominated for Best Picture this year. But also very good. It was written by Oliver Stone. And it is also one of my favorite movies since I was a child. Does it have some holes? Of course. Does Arnold Schwarzenegger not talk a lot? That's what makes it so good. <laughs> but that specific movie essentially opened up an entire genre of movies. Sure. And the sure. verdict, I feel like, and I, I'm not smart enough to know before that, but I feel like, again, you know really how the movie's going to end about a third of the way in, the yeah. moment they say, we can't find this one person. Yeah. I, I would argue that you're right, but I think that you didn't see actually a lot of other court 
house movies, I feel like, in the 80s. I would say probably what really kicked it off was A Few Good Men, which was then a huge box office, like, yes. made a ton of money as well as being nominated for Best Picture. And then I feel like then you got a time to kill, and even things like Aaron Brockovich, which are slightly different, but, like, yeah. kind of. But, but the, verdict, yeah. the verdict is closer, I think, to something like Aaron Brockovich than it is A Few Good Men, but I think... In the, in the, yeah. And at the time, the verdict was also, I think, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but for the Academy, it was a, an opportunity to elevate um, how great of an actor he is. Yeah, because at this time, and he still didn't, he didn't win for this either, but he had no. never won He'd never Best won Actor before. until a few years after this. What did he win for? He won for A Color of Money. Color of oh. Money, that's right, which he was... Amazing. Yeah. He's great, and he's great. At, I just, I, yeah. I mean, this is this is this year. This was is great sort of an all time. This is sort of an all time best actor year because yeah. your nominees are the person who won. We're about to talk about, but it's Jack Lemmon, Paul Newman, Dustin Hoffman, and then Peter O'Toole for my favorite year. Yeah. Yeah. And then that can bring us into the winner for best picture and the winner for best actor, Ben Kingsley as Gandhi. Oof. This movie is over three hours long. It is. Three There's an hours intermission. And 11 minutes. There's <laughs> a movie in the 80s that has an intermission. intermission. Yeah, on the DVD. Titanic had an intermission. Color Purple oh, had did an really? intermission. And Color Purple had an intermission. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. I yeah. could talk more about Titanic. And also, honestly, <laughs> Color Purple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more maybe than I could about Gandhi. I am unclear about what to say about this movie, so I'm going to sit back for a minute. I think it's. For what it is, I think it is very well made. Yes. Um, it's a very long biopic that I think towards the end becomes a little My Week with Gandhi-esque, where it's a lot of us seen Ben Kingsley say quotes we already know from Gandhi. Yes. But I think particularly... Is that bad that I like that? No, I actually think the early stuff for me is more interesting. Like, Ditto. I don't know anything about... I didn't know anything about Gandhi in South Africa. Did yeah. So all that stuff, um, and also the fact that it's like, we're watching him do this in the early 1890s and apartheid lasted for almost 100 more years yeah, after this. So crazy. Um, is crazy. Also, young Gandhi was a snack, huh? Yeah, he was real delightful. <laughs> he was a snack. I was like, nom, 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 nom. Talk to me about that hair. Yeah. That big head of hair. <laughs> what I also thought was funny is in, in the South Africa part, we see him with his children and children and children. Yeah. And all of a sudden, at a certain point, he goes back to India. And where did the kids go? Yeah, we don't really he see his like, kids. Yeah. We see his like adopted wife, daughter. Yeah, yeah and then Candace Bergen. Who are the other two? Who apparently he had a relationship with. In, like a sexual relationship. With Ben Kingsley with or with ben Gandhi? Kingsley? No, Gandhi <laughs> oh, had a relationship with, with that, that white... Reporter. Yeah, uh, the white... No, the, the white yeah. woman who came in. Yeah. Not Candace Bergen. Not Candace Bergen. Yeah. If, oh, God, it would be so great if Gandhi fucked Candace Bergen. I love that we're introduced to Murphy Brown when she's with Cliff Clavin in the Jeep. Yeah. I love that we're introduced <laughs> to Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was literally... Is that Didier? Get a little a prick on the sidewalk yeah. in South Africa. Damn, he's a snack too. Yum, 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 all day long. Um, yeah, the first like thirty minutes are interesting, and the last thirty minutes are interesting. And I and am... then there's that really horrific massacre. Yeah. Yes. In between, in which between. is very difficult to watch. Very difficult. And, and very then the sad. whole. I love that it goes straight from that to them like questioning the general and the guy. Like you can see like the tiniest bit of conflict. Yeah. But, but not really, enough that you care about it. I mean, he pauses before he says, like, yeah. where they say, like, did you know that there were women? It seems like the only out. conflict is, like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. Yes. Shit. Uh, listen, I, I, 
yes, it's a long movie. The only other movie of the five that I would have picked to win Best Picture is E.T. But I think as a feature film, it is such a good movie and the performance is so powerful. And maybe I'm the ignorant one here. I didn't realize it that Ben Kingsley was Indian. Yeah, and, his, fa- his father's and, family is actually from, from the same area. Okay, yes. that's good to hear because I literally wrote like, He's, ha- he's, 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 half. he's half. He's half. Okay. His right. family, he grew up in Zanzibar and then they moved to England. And I was like, wow. From an actor's point of view, it is one of the most transformative performances I've ever seen. Like, he was so good. And I was and reading. There was no week. Yeah, I was parts. reading stuff about it that apparently he also, like, I'm sure they probably, like, browned him up a little bit and stuff like that. Yeah. But that he looked so much like Gandhi that. There were people that, like, when they were filming in certain villages that were, like, thought it was, like, a ghost. Yikes. Wow. I I mean, as far as winning Best Actor, I don't know who could have taken it from him. From from who you see at the beginning of the film to how he looks at the end of the film and the entire... Yeah. The entire arc of the character in the film, that's a performance of... Of a decade. I'll tell you, it's hard for me not to compare this movie to another movie that won Best Picture. I think the the year later or the year before, called Amadeus. It's it's two years later. Yeah. It and the difference is. In what way, though? It's a long movie. Yeah. About one guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's and it and it, and basically that guy's you know form of genius basically. Yeah. And I think, and it's a true story, and I think. The trouble that I'm having is as much as I respect that the way that it was done and there are parts that I liked, this is, in the end, a movie's job is to inform, but more importantly, it is entertainment. It's the entertainment business. And I didn't find this movie particularly entertaining. Unlike Amadeus, where that every moment of that movie is very entertaining. Even though it's about, you know, it's also a period piece about a whatever. I, but I would argue, and I'm not arguing with your ultimate like conclusion about it. Yeah. Amadeus is a movie about Salieri, where Amadeus is another character in it, and it's a fictionalized story about his mental, like unwinding at dealing with this genius. Yeah. Whereas Gandhi is basically a almost cradle it's to a, grave, almost a cradle to grave biopic. biopic. It's, it's similar to... It's more similar to something like Ray or... Great. Uh, and you know what? I didn't like those yeah, movies. Yeah, sure. And, that's, and I think my thing but is... But I think that's... I think right. also, and I think that's the mistake I'm yeah. making. You're totally right. I think that's the mistake I'm making. I think it's supposed to be... There's going to be like a clever take on it like there is an Amadeus. Right. And there's not. No. And that's fine. Yeah. I just think that like it's not Where Martin in the Sheen end. is like slowly driven mad by how non-violent <laughs> Gandhi is. He's so non-violent! <laughs> I mean, this in is literally end, think, an A to Z. Yeah, and, yeah. In, and in the end, I think that like it's it, the performance is amazing, but it's not a, it, ultimately it's not enough to captivate me and make it be the the best picture because because I, I appreciate it as an achievement and I appreciate the story and I'm interested. It's almost like it's I want to go do my own research on Gandhi because that's more interesting to me yeah. than the than the movie itself. Right. I, I think if you put it in the, the class of films as a biopic, 
or a biopic or however you want to, you know, you have like yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. There's so many over the, the course of, you know, the movie industry. Not all of them win Best Picture, but Lawrence of Arabia is an incredibly amazing film. Right. Also just as long. I think if you're going to categorize it as those type of films and every blue moon one of them wins, this is the kind of movie that deserves to win. It was so... Um, it, it is really powerful. It's a really powerful film. Even now, in 2019, watching it, you forget how much impact this specific man had on the world. And then you realize that this is not a documentary. This is a guy acting the role. And it, I, for me, it becomes even more powerful because you're like, God damn. Yeah. I do think I, I agree with what you said about picture that we don't see it winning as often for when you were talking about um, you don't see how someone could beat him. And I'm not taking anything away from Kingsley's performance because it's masterful. But I do think we've seen over and over again, even now with the Academy, if it's playing a known figure, even if yes. the performance was lesser, you're much more likely to win. We're seeing it this year, where we have two people vying for best actor playing rock stars, one who does a fine job playing a real person, and one who did a great job playing a fake person, the one who did a fine job might win best actor of the Academy Awards, and the one who did a great job is not winning any awards. Yeah. And that's Bradley Cooper playing Jackson Maine versus Rami Ma playing Freddie Mercury. Yeah. So, um, the, the argument would have, be his character, Bradley Cooper's yeah. character, has been done three times already, or two times already. Right, but it's not the exact same. Yeah. It's not the exact it's same. Still, yeah. yeah, it's different. It's a different interpretation. I mean, that's yeah. like saying, like, well, you know, Lawrence Olivier can't win for Hamlet because right. <laughs> fucking a million people have played Hamlet before. Yeah, true. I mean, it, it that your interpretation of the character is is one thing. I, I just think that like. I think this is such a gimme. I yeah. understand if this was why did this movie win an Oscar? Right. I understand that one thousand percent. Yeah, I would challenge if if you go back and you watch all five of these movies, and you're tired, you are gonna fall asleep during one of them. G Gandhi, you're gonna fall asleep during. Yeah. I fell asleep during it and had to wake up and rewind. Yeah, it's also three what three hours long. Yeah, yeah. it's also three hours long. But th that that also speaks to me. I have a whole thing and. We, Craig knows this about me that we've gotten into before. Like, I, the the you want a tight too? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's a movie. It's not a series. Yeah. I like, get it. You and I understand that part. And part of that part of being a director is you have to kill some of your darlings. And like this is and 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 decide what makes the cut. And listen, for something like Gandhi, I'm not angry. I'm a yeah. lot more forgiving for those things. And like, we've seen movies that are over three hours and I'm like, how fucking dare you right. make this movie that long? But, but, but it I think still this, is... this could have definitely been two and a half and not lost anything. I will, I will say though, that after the intermission and I own the movie, I didn't yeah. even watch the version yeah. you sent me. I own it. Yeah. Um, after the intermission, I was surprised about how much of that movie I had forgotten uh -huh. and how much more story there was to tell. Yeah. So I wasn't, for as long as it was and for as tired as, as I was watching it, I wasn't, I didn't lose interest in the story they were telling. They sure. still had me up until the moment. Yeah. And um, I think that's a testament to how good the movie was. They lost me in the middle. I don't know. I'm interested in, I guess maybe the only, the, the only thing that I really know about, this is bad, 
this is a very westerny yeah. way. The only thing that I have a lot of knowledge, not a lot of, but that I have any modicum of knowledge about is the Indian, pa- India, Pakistan yeah. divide. Yeah. Um, because I remember learning, having learned about that. So that stuff, the the fact that that came towards the end of the movie was a boon to me because I was like, oh, my ears perked up a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I know what happens here. Right. Um, I know why this is happening. Everything between South Africa and that was a was a bit of a drag for me because it is. I understand the it is the fight to free you know obviously India from British rule, mm-hmm. but it just is like. Well, it was a three part movie. Yeah. It was South Africa. South Africa freeing India. India, Pakistan. India, Pakistan. Yeah. So I think that's why I, I stayed in it. Yeah. yeah. They did a great job. They did a great job. You know, I, I the only other movie that would win for me is E.T. And I think there's a lot more nostalgia in that. Also, the purity of what that film is to me. But Well, let's find out right now. Let's of find the out right five now. nominees... Rank them from five to one. Alex, we'll start with you. Five is in being the worst. Yes. So they. So now. Tootsie. Yeah. So Tootsie now they is do a yeah. five. The missing is four. The verdict is three. Et is two. Gandhi is one. Megan. I'm gonna change that up a little bit. Uh, the verdict is five. Oh, really? Over Tootsie? Really. Tootsie, because Tootsie has Terry Gar, and that one line yeah, of Bill Paul Newman Tootsie wins. is four. <clears throat> uh-huh. Uh huh. Missing is three. Three is missing. Two is Gandhi, and one is Et. You ready for me to shock the world? <laughs> oh, can't wait! I bet I know, but go ahead. Five is Tootsie. Four. Is Gandhi? Wow, not shocked. Three is switch missing in Gandhi. Three is the verdict. I know. Two's et. I knew it. Were you going the missing? Yeah. One is missing. Yeah. I might even switch missing. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and amend mine because I was being cheesy. <laughs> missing and Gandhi are switched. Et is still number one for me, but I think missing is number two because I think it's a better. I think it's a, an also important story, but just better told. Right. Um, so, uh, in the year of 1982, uh, are there any other movies you like to talk about, Alex, that could have been nominated and worked? 82 was awesome. Blade Runner was there. Mm -hmm. Uh, love Blade Runner. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up the same. The design, I rewatched it today, and the design is still incredible. Yes. The story story is super, super slapdash. Wait, does he? It's really kind of hard to follow. Is it as loud as Blade Runner 2040, 2024 or whatever? Spoiler alert. I like Blade Runner 2049 better than I like Blade Runner. Uh, Agreed, agreed. (laughs) Also, does does Harrison Ford uh, rape Sean Young (laughs) in Blade Runner? I think he does. Guys, I would... I can't even get into Harrison Ford. Like we've, Fair enough. It's, it's been it's well trod territory. Listen, I saw him at Jit Lada once, and I went to the bathroom thirty seven times because his table was on the way to oh the bathroom. God, I, had, I was like, "You're Han Solo, you're Indiana Jones, you're and Jack at Jet Lada, Ryan. You can I just pretend like you're sweating. So yeah, you're sweating. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta keep yeah. going. I gotta keep going. Yeah. God, For your sweating. viewers, uh, Jit Lada is a Thai place that has <laughs> super hot. And they food. never bring you enough water. They're Ever. so bad about the no, water. They'll bring you plenty of beer. 
left and yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no water. Not enough water. Um, I thought I I watched Poltergeist again. Does not hold <laughs> up. Is it actually? Really? Oh, it's so bad. When I was a kid, that was the scariest yep. movie I've yep. literally ever seen in 100%. my entire life. You watch it now and imagine the entire movie is essentially. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator when he's taking the eye out of his body in front of the mirror and you're like, that's the worst robotic face I've ever seen in my life. Even the part, I mean, I get, okay, so the magic part doesn't hold up, but even the part when the tree tries to strangle the the clown? It's, the clown part always. The tree looks like the Wizard of Oz now. Yes. It's, listen, the movie is horrible. It it doesn't make any sense. The dialogue's horrible. The reactions to everything is it's so bad. Um, Conan the Barbarian <laughs> is in my top three films of all time, mostly because mm-hmm. it's Star Wars and the Natural. There are other wonderful, wonderful films that I love, but for me as an idiot, I love those three. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe Sophie's Choice is not in the top five. She won Best Actor. She did. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Klein is so good in it. And yeah. same same with Peter McNichol. You know yeah. you know why I think it's not though, because I also rewatched Sophie's Choice, is the her backstory and all the history in that movie is way more interesting, I think, than the current story. Than the current yeah. story. Like, and I, it's very it's not very much of the movie. It's, it's, yeah. The movie's two and a half hours and about thirty minutes of it are her like before she comes to America and even the stuff like when he first meets her and she passed out of the library, all that stuff, but like a, when you first meet them, yeah. you're like, oh, this is a movie about Peter McNichol and his nightmare neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sophie's Choice is the um, the movie equivalent of the finale of Six Feet Under, which I, I, everybody's like, is the best finale ever. And even I'm like, it's so great. And I'm like, you rewatch that finale, it's fine. It's, it's the, the last... last Four minutes. Four that's minutes. Incredible. That, are, that <laughs> is incredible and blows your mind. Yeah. And that's kind of Sophie's choice. I yeah. think the problem, not the problem, but that clearly that choice moment is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and what it's you, 12 minutes before the movie's over. Yes. Yeah. And that's the reason I can't rewatch it. Because just that moment alone, I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. But you also have 48 hours, you have, uh, which is a great movie. There are obviously moments of it that don't. Like hold up, but it's Why? still. Why? Because horribly racist throughout the entire film. The whole thing. But Eddie Murphy's great, and the movie's fun. Um, Victor Victoria, you have that year. Um, what, what else? There's Halloween three. Well, I know there's one Megan wants to talk about. Okay, so word up to me. Two two movies that you haven't touched on that I would like to touch on. Number one, uh, for nostalgic purposes, but also because it kind of was the first. Big Don Bluth movie. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it was the Secret first, of Nim. Is the Secret of Nim. Ugh. That movie is fucked up and fucked up a lot of '80s kids. And it so did. I would like to say, if you guys have not watched, and recently, and by recently I mean a couple of years ago, I was like really sick with the flu, and I, for some reason, you know, when you're sick, you just like want the things that you had as a kid. Yeah. So I was like, I want to Secret of Nim, and I got on this really mm-hmm. weird kick, and Maddie, my husband, went out and mm-hmm. found it for me. And came back and you I watched it. You can't get it on Apple TV? Uh, no, you could. At the time, it was like, we couldn't find it. He went yeah. out and, and bought it. It is very fucked up. It's dark. It is so dark. So dark. Uh, Nicodemus, that yep. that rat gets a knife in the back at the end. Yep. It is, it's very fucked it's up. It's violent for yeah, a cartoon. Very, very violent for a part. The cartoon. Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's very, all those Don Bluth movies and um, like later on, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And yeah. Like, that stuff's messed up. But 
Secret of Venom is great. It's not going to be nominated for, uh, you know, Best it, Picture, but it's... It would win a Best Picture now. Oh, it would be, like, nominated. It would be... I don't think it would win. You don't think so? No. I, I think, think just the animation alone is... People, well, yeah, they go flowery now. Yeah, they don't go not, as like that. <laughs> pick the Pixar, guys. Those, this is upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Well. Pick the one where the, the rat does not get a knife in the back. Okay, but... The movie that I want to talk about, I have a real special connection to. Nobody should use that voice. Go ahead. <laughs> because it's one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. I gave it away at my wedding. I'm sure you guys got it. I did. Yeah, World According to Garb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite John Irving book, and I I like all of I like all of John Irving. All of John Irving is also like weird, also weirdly fucked up and like in a lot of like sexual ways. Yeah. There's like a lot of weird sex stuff in John Irving novels. John Irving who also went to my school. Mm-hmm. His and house was across the street from the inn where you got married. Where I got married. And he wrestles and there was like the, the like he wrote about the cage a lot which was is no longer there anymore but it was when I was at Exeter. And uh, and it, even just the, sh- the, this movie I think was shot in Long Island but it looks the the set when he where he like the, the school where he goes I forget the name of the fictional whatever it looks just like Exeter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the movie didn't get nominated. Although I guess the when I think about it, the tone is nuts. Yeah, there are like Robin Williams is a star at this point. Yeah, yeah. so I'm and he's but he was more of a TV star. Yeah, Mork and Mindy. He was still yeah. Mork and Mindy. And this is Glenn Close's first movie. First movie. She's it's, it's literally her first movie. Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. so great as his mom. She's amazing. Jessica Tandy shows up briefly and Hume Cronin as her parents. Do you um, know who um, apparently this role was offered to before they saw Glenn Close in Barnum on Broadway and no. gave her the role? God, no. Pat Benatar. What? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Gotta tell you. Best shot. Come on. We I belong. We Glenn. belong is a great song. <laughs> that sounds great. Good job, Pat. Um, it's a really restrained Robin Williams performance. It is. Which Very. Is maybe his most, because even I in other dramatic roles, he will have that one or two scenes where he's like, oh, let him go. I, I, wrote, like I wrote down it's definitely up until Good Will Hunting. Yep. I don't think he really does it, but like this, it's a 15-year stretch between the two movies. Yep. And then, we've, because we've done a bunch of these, Dead Poets Society and Good Morning Vietnam and stuff that has dramatic bents, like there's definitely still, well, we got to write in a moment for Robin to do a John Wayne voice, or yep. he's got to do his voices here. Um, and he doesn't at all. No. And he's and he's the one thing that the the part that gets really funny is when he chases down the he and John Lithgow chase down the the guy that runs the stop signs. Yeah. And he like and yeah. he smashes up the thing and then that's the closest he gets to being kind of like manic. Yeah. Um and uh and it's not. It's still really funny. John Lithgow is a trans woman in this, mm-hmm. which way before that was a thing. Allowed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's Amazing in he's this also. He's amazing in it. Yeah. He's so, and he's so funny, and he doesn't. And again, it's also surprising to me in 1982. He's a trans woman, and they don't play it for laughs. No, it's no. not like a tootsie thing. It's not like isn't that crazy? In 82, they made a trans woman a person. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's really it's a great person. He's a she is a real person, and and but looking for love, and it's versus for me because I I love. I, I thought that was a really good movie. I really like the book. And yeah. For me, the was, biggest the biggest fault on the movie is it's a great book and it's a very good movie. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. The yeah. ending is 
is not great, and and they and there is a lot of stuff that they they have obviously edited out, and a lot of the even more pervert, perverse stuff. Yeah. And again, a, a child dies in this movie, and yeah. like it's hard because it's it's a two hour long movie, so it's not given exact. It's not yeah. about that child dying. Yeah. So it's not really. Although given is that the, the worst film accident in film history? Oh my god! Yeah. It, <laughs> she bites off that guy's penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, guys, if that doesn't sell you going to see this movie or reading this book, I don't know what will. Read the book. Read the book. The book is better, but the, the movie is And then is, see the movie. And then see the movie, which yeah. is very, very good. It yeah. was very, very good. And, but it and was, no it was, reason why it couldn't be nominated. And can I say, because we're in a year where it looks like Glenn Close is probably finally going to win an Oscar, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress and lost to fucking Jessica Lange and Tootsie. That's so... That's... She should have won. I mean, clearly... Jessica Lange was already an established actress, yes. so I'm sure that's part of it, that people were like, we're not going to give this, who is this woman? She'll, get another, she'll get another chance. Yeah, 25 years of chances, years and you still chances. haven't given her one, but she, this is one she definitely should have won. For sure. Particular, yeah. uh, no, nothing, Jessica Lange is fine. In, she's just She also be Terry Gar. She wasn't even the best supporting actress in that movie. That's insane. <laughs> Did Terry Gar get nominated? Yeah. She was so great. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, the, I, the, is, the character arc of uh, the character arc of Jessica Lang and Tootsie is not much of an arc. No, at all. Whereas at least Terry Gar is just funny. Yeah. the entire time. No, she's just the window. She's just the love interest. The one yeah. thing um, that I can't remember because it's been longer since I've read the book. Um, Jenny has sort of weird um, ideas about sex in that, you know, she. Just impregnates herself on the soldier. That's yeah. like the whole setup for the movie. And then, like, is actively trying to keep Garp away from um, Cushy and anyone he may get romantically attached to, but then pays for him to have sex with Susie Kurtz. I think it's like, she's, make up your goddamn yeah, mind, Jenny right. Fields. <laughs> she doesn't right, like Susie the Kurtz. idea of being driven by, of, of making your life choices because of lust. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which, hey, you shouldn't have had Did Lithgow get nominated there? He did. And he lost to Lou Gossett Jr. and an officer and a gentleman. Ugh. He was Ugh. Not, the other people nominated. That's not, he's not even bad at that in that movie, which is a fine movie. Yeah. He said, it's fine. He's, I got nowhere else to go. It's also very dark. The other it's people from the that... worst scenes. I got nowhere else yeah. to go. From that year that really we've, uh, we've talked about, Robert Preston, Victor Victoria, James Mason and The Verdict. Yes. And Charles Durning in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which he is... Delightful, and if you've never seen that movie, I haven't. It's, that it's movie. Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. And he plays the governor, and he has like one song. I've called, never seen that movie. Should I see that movie? Yeah, it's Dolly Parton. It's I do Dolly. love it's Dolly. Dolly and Burt Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds. Somebody singing. was telling me great stories about Dolly the other day because oh, Mary Ruth. Uh, shout out Mary Ruth. Her uh, husband Kevin. I'm not gonna give too much away, but mm-hmm. he has worked with Dolly. He was just with Dolly Parton. And I guess, like, everybody, like, she it was Dolly Parton and another, like, new, younger singer or mm-hmm. whatever. And they were like, okay, you're going to have the younger singer for three hours, but she needs, like, an hour in the beginning to for, like, hair and makeup. And then she has to leave an hour, whatever. The yeah. Part. And they were like, Dolly comes in her own makeup, her own outfit. <laughs> she does it all herself. You got her for the full three hours. And, like, he was like, she's a fucking delight. Dolly Parton. Amazing. She's amazing. Dolly Parton is one of those those people that every generation, once they get introduced to Dolly Parton, loves Dolly Parton. Immediately becomes fans yeah. of Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, twenty twenty guys. Yeah. 
Um, the, get her that Bailey. Get her. Give her Elizabeth Warren's puppy. And I swear to God. The uh, the only movie we didn't touch on that I watched was The Thing because I'd never seen it. Very oh. good horror classic. It's too body scary, horror. It's not actually that scary now. It's body horror, which I'm not actually a big fan of. Um, that's not like my favorite genre of horror. The bet it's really good tension though, and the whole it is setup and the idea of like doing it, a horror movie in Antarctica is in the snow. Is genius. Yep, like yep. Um, the isolation. So it's good. Of it. It's worth seeing. It's not a best picture nominee. The it's, only one of these we've talked about that I personally I would bump Tootsie and put World According to Garp in my five. Yeah, I'd bump the verdict and Tootsie. My sure. old uh, this is this is another funny link to the thing. Um, and I forget his name. Oh, Tom Waits is his name. Tom Waits is one of the uh, one of the I guess scientists or workers in Antarctica in the thing. And he was one of my first acting Kisses. teachers in LA. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day that I called him to say he was he he may have been a drunk. He may have been an addict as a teacher. Uh, I'm not saying for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that I think it, it's a possibility. So when I called him to say that I didn't want to um, be in his class anymore and that I was going to move on, the first thing he said is, oh, well, I think without me, you're never going to work again. I wanted you to say, oh, well, I think you should know I was in the thing. No, he let us know that. He let us know that. Every class. Pretty I was hoping you were going to say, oh, well, good luck to you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. The World According to Garp is funnier than Tootsie. Like, yes. I laughed out yeah. loud more at The World According to Garp sure. than I did at Tootsie. I get it. Um, Alex, of all the movies in 1982... And it didn't have that song. Go, Tootsie, go. Alex, of all the movies in 1982... Show. What should have won Best Picture? Tootsie, show. I understand why Gandhi won. If it were me picking, it'd have been E.T. Megan. Oh, okay. So now we're changing the rules. I mean, you understand. Yeah. Right? We understand. Uh, yeah, E.T. is the best movie for me of yeah. that year. But I get the missing too. I'm picking missing, but I'm fine missing, with it sorry. being... I'm fine with you guys both choosing E.T. I totally get it. I think they're both great movies. Missing affected me more on this viewing than E.T. did, which is why I went with missing. But they're both... Fantastic movies, and I think this is a fantastic year. Um, Alex, is there anything you'd like to plug before Wait, we go? Wait, what about 2018? Oh, what was your favorite movie of 2018? What are you We're into 2019 now, so. Oh shit, should we say? No, well, we should we stick should with 2018, 2018 through the Oscars. Yeah, and then we'll... uh, especially because like January, February, yeah. we got some slim pickings here. Uh, when I when I watch Roma, I think of uh, films from from the old from times. your youth. From, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at Roma and I think, wow, this is a really this is a really wonderful movie that they don't try to manipulate in any way. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I really love the favorite. I just really enjoyed the performances, the, yeah. the fun of it. It uh -huh. was a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, that the only thing I, other than that is. If I didn't pick E.T. as the best movie of 82, it would only be Conan, Conan the, the Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah. yeah, we're going to cut that part. Um, <laughs> Meg, Is it weird, is... Alex, for you to like be in an era now where there's talkies? <laughs> like, was that like a strange transition? Where I'm like, just... Wow, the, the, Megan, the movies are speaking to me. I'm still caught off guard by color. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. We really got... 
We really Man. hooked ourselves a, a big fish. Been in the pond a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Eating a lot of uh, if, if you're going to ask me to plug anything. Wait, on, uh, we're not asking you that yet. He did. He yeah, asked. We're going to go back. We're going to go back to it. Okay, great. So I didn't do this. Megan, you're still Roma. Mine is changed. still Roma, of course. It's and still mine is still Roma. My favorite movie of 2019 currently, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is The Upside. Wow. I've really? Six movies. It's not great. I don't recommend seeing it, but it's the best of the six. <laughs> Have you seen Glass? I have, and it's the upside. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, is it is it at least fun? Because hmm. Split was I'm not gonna good. see it. Yeah. I didn't see Split. And I didn't see Unt- I, I'm not gonna. Oh, see I it. loved Unbreakable. it unravels very quickly. Oh, um, we're gonna do next time. Well, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that. Alex, now, now is there anything you'd like to plug? I would like to plug um, One Day at a Time, uh, which. Thankfully, I have a really wonderful part in uh, this season. Season three premieres February 8th. It's and, coming up. And uh, season two got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. So Do you want I'm, to see people, tell people where they can find it? They can find it on Netflix. Um, you can also find Roma there. So you can watch you can Roma, also Roma and then you can Netflix. go into One Day at a Time. Boom. Yeah. Um, I really liked Roma. Both involve Latinx. People. Mm-hmm. Latinx, yes, <laughs> with Latin X, yeah. I think is the term. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved Roma. I just had more fun in the favorite. That's fine. Plugs, Meg? Uh, plug this podcast. Uh, Tales of Titans is still streaming on Go90, and you can follow me on Instagram at MurphyMegan or on Twitter at Too Many Megans, but I just post about Housewives, so. Um, if you want to read, on my, there's lots of naked pictures. On lots of nude photos, sick. not of Scout the dog. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, so. you can also find me on Instagram, Alex underscore Quijano, Q U I J A N O. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, if you uh, like my thoughts about old movies, you can hear my thoughts about new movies. Not hear them, but read them uh, at Craig's Film Ranking Ranking Blog. So I see movies and then I write about them and then I rank them in the moment. I've not looked at that yet because. You don't like friendship? No, yeah. because I'm trying to keep myself, you know. I, Craig and I try not to discuss movies outside of... That makes yeah. sense. I don't think we're going to be talking about A Dog's Way Home on any of these podcasts <laughs> anytime soon. So you could read that one if you, you want to. You don't know. Did you um, like A Dog's Way Home? I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Instagram at The Oscar Should Have Gone To, or follow us on Facebook there. Um, rate and review us. Subscribe if you like the pod. Next time, we will be doing our second annual The Oscar Should Go To podcast. We have Megan and I and a couple guests talking about the 2018 films um, that are nominated. So all eight of those Best Picture nominees, and then a couple other movies we like from the year. Um, so thank you so much for listening and get prepped uh, for that because yeah watch those movies yeah watch those movies and also hold your nose and watch Bohemian Rhapsody so you can the guests understand on, what also we're talking I'm about. I'm really delighted because I think the, the guests on this are gonna go off the script guys it might get they might crazy. have a lot to say that's about... a little chestnut for someone who may be listening from the very beginning of this podcast. <laughs> They definitely have a lot to say. All right, we'll see. Uh, you'll listen to us soon. Goodbye. Bye, and thank you, Alex. That was way less painful than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, thank you, Craig. I really had a great time with you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.